Kaya FM podcast. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu on Kaya FM 95.9. We move on now to our business woman on the move. And this evening we're talking to Rela Bohile Moeng. After an accident left her with over 150 stitches on her face, she decided to look for something to cure her scars. And it was cold pressed argan oil that yielded these results. But very interesting um, uh, Rela Bohile actually left her degree. She had a master's degree in business management. She left that to actually start up uh, Afri Berry with her husband. And it was actually, you know, after a retrenchment from uh, from work and she had this accident, she actually took this up with her husband, Fabian. But so much of work has gone into producing these products. A very good evening to you, Rela Bohile. Thanks so much for joining me. Good evening, Sumitra, and thank you for having me on the show. So it was, you know, a double whammy for you. I mean, you got retrenched and you had such a serious accident. And this obviously led you to looking at some sort of products to cure this on your face. And by the way, I looked at some pictures and um, there's not a single, there's no evidence at all that you had this on your face, that you suffered this kind of trauma on your face. That's the beauty of organic products. Organic products penetrate up to 90% uh, beyond the epidermis, which is the outer layer of the skin, to work on the collagen. And, you know, that's how we turned this into a business idea because I myself, uh, neither my husband or I, knew the efficacy of uh, natural products. Until you started using them? Until I started using them and until we turned it into a business idea. So you started in 2011 and at that point you were importing finished products from Morocco. Yes. Okay, so, right. so, so this has changed though over the years. Take me through this journey. I mean, what did you do? Because now you are producing, you are actually manufacturing your own products. Take me through that. How did you move from importing to actually making your own product? So we... We started on a small scale. We obviously went to the South African Business Development Agency, which is SIDA, mm-hmm. to help us uh, connect to cooperatives on the other side and to start importing on a bigger scale. Because at the time where I was importing, it was for my own personal use. But when we turned it into a business idea, we obviously needed insight and more knowledge of how to do it. So we started with the business registration, SARS registration, uh, getting an import and export code. And yeah. How does one go about getting that import and export code? So the import and export code, you get it from the South African Revenue Service. Mm -hmm. When you, the same place where you register the business. Okay, and does it take long? It takes about 24 hours to to receive it. Okay, and then one, once you have that, you are able to go through to the company. I mean, who helped you to find the people that you were dealing with in Morocco, for example? The DTI. So the DTI works with trade missions. It works with uh, chambers of industries in the different countries, and they've got the necessary context to connect you as such. When you, you know, you talk about getting the codes and the certificates, you obviously needed to get patents as well. Is this something that cost you a lot of money? With patenting, we we do have another product, which we call the Jamaican Black Castor Oil. Mm -hmm. 
And with that, we, we wanted uniqueness in it. So we, we approached the Animal Research uh, Council, which is the ARC, to help us research further if we could use their cow placenta waste and turn the cow placenta waste into bovine, which we could put in the Jamaican black castor oil to elongate the hair follicles to help ladies with receding hairlines. So with that, it was a first in the country because nobody had ever done it. So they themselves advised us that we could go to CIPRO, which is the DTI, to register the patent. And registering the patent takes about a day. And then they do the search to see if anybody else has the same idea mm-hmm. as the one that you have lodged. If nobody else has the idea, then you can, um, they refer you to attorneys, patent attorneys, like Adams and Adams. And um, it does cost a, a little bit of money, you know, uh, depending on where you want to register you know, against how many countries you want to register the patent, it can cost you anything between 50 to 200 and to, to even a million rand. Sure, but it's expensive. For, for women-owned uh, businesses, there is funding for that. So the DTI does welcome innovation. They do welcome innovation and they do assist with the a proper plan and a proper business uh, proper business case as such. I'm talking to Rela Bohile Mohing, uh, director of AfriBerry. She's our businesswoman on the move this evening. If you've just joined us, uh, we're talking about her journey in making these authentic uh, African products, organic products. Now, I'm still stuck on the cow placenta. I mean, whatever gave you that idea? I mean, you and your husband have no experience in any type of beauty or organic products this is a whole new venture for you where did the thought for where did that thought come from for in terms of using cow placenta and the remains in a master researcher you know i had previously uh read about you know uh natural placentas mm-hmm. that they can assist and it it, it was just a thought that came to us. As the saying goes that, you know, hunger is the mother of innovation. It forces you to, to think out of the box mm-hmm. to say, you know, what is it? You know, it stretches you beyond limits to say, what is it that I can do? And, you know, we just went to go find out, you know, as to what placentas. And they coincidentally pointed out that, you know, we do have cow placenta which is waste for us mm. we, in any way they do have cows there so they throw away the placentas so that's how the whole research process came you know we we didn't have the whole idea prior mm. to going to arc but you know knocking on different doors and sharing ideas with different people does lead you to destiny somehow I mean, you definitely were thinking out of the box with, you know, using placenta. But I understand that this Jamaican black castor oil is quite popular. I mean, it's something that and, and it seems to be working very well in the in the hair loss. It is. Absolutely. So we wanted to differentiate mm. it because at the time that we started with it, it was already gaining traction. So we wanted to to differentiate 
our products, our Jamaican black castor oil to the rest to give it uniqueness because especially when you are looking forward into going into retail, you know, you always get get asked this question as to, you know, what is so different about your product because buyers don't like to duplicate products, especially on shelf. They like to have different products for for different users. They like to give um, consumers value. So, you know, when you are going into product development, there's got to be uniqueness. There's got to be a unique, it's called a USP, a unique selling point as to why do, you know, why, why, why do I buy this one? That was our whole point. You know, I mean, you talk about retail. I mean, retail has, the retail sector, getting access to market sometimes can be very difficult because the retailers know exactly what they want, what they're looking for. They have a whole set of criteria and requirements that you need to fulfill before you can actually get into into their store. I mean, what was that process like for you? As I understand that you've actually just managed to get your products into click stores. It was a long journey. But because of the plan that we had, um, remember when we started in 2011, we already did our research into organic products. And there we saw that, you know, retailers didn't have organic products as such, whether it be for, for hair or for skin. These products were found in specialty stores mm. or, or pharmacies. So... That was our first point of contact to say, we've got this product. And there as well, we saw that there's, there was a rising number of black middle class. And with that, you know, when people's pockets are heavier, you know, they, they look for better products to spend on. I mean, for far too long, you know, have, especially for black ladies, our, our products have remained at the same price point, you know, 20-something, mm. 30-something. And we knew that we're bringing something unique to the market. We're bringing something to a discerning customer that is aware of, you know, what they put on their skin, the chemicals that go on their skin, the chemical that goes on their scalp. And the buyers bought into that. And that was our first entry into... I think pick and pay um, six years ago. And then uh, Checkers came on board and then Edgar's came on board. And last year, Clicks came on board. Hmm. So you're quite established now. Ten years later, you've done really well. But what has this journey been like for you? I mean, there's quite a bit that you've had to get through. I mean, we haven't even spoken about machinery because now you're no longer importing finished products. You are actually importing the ingredients to make the products on your own. You know, cold pressing this, I mean, the machinery, for it, uh, how did you get all of that into your into your factory? So the initial machinery, um, we started on a small scale. The initial machinery we got on our own, and as we got to to retail phase, we then spoke to government, which is very like government is very supportive especially to women-owned businesses because women have got a natural propensity to to put themselves last and to put others first and we approach government to say that now that we are in retail we you know we need to produce at a faster 
scale at a larger scale because, you know, you never know when your orders are coming in. Mm. And, you know, they were able to cover some of the cost of the machinery that we needed. What are we looking at in terms of cost? The cold pressing machines that we needed at that time were 1.2 million. And CEDA was able to give us a grant funding, not even a loan, of 600,000 for that amount. So, substantial. You know, there is... There is funds available for women-owned businesses. You just need to know where, which doors to knock on and um, how to pitch your, your business case as such. Mm, so when you started knocking, you started knocking at CEDA and the DTI. Mm-hmm. And that worked we were, for you? We were already a CEDA client. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with expansion plans and with, you know, they advertise all the time as to what grant funding is there that's available, whether it's for retail, whether it's for expansion, whether it's incubation. So we took advantage of the offerings, basically. That's, that's what it was. And in terms of all the testing that you did with the, uh, with the placentas, you went to the ARC, the um, Animal Research Clinic. I mean, did that cost you any money to go there and test? Because they are government agencies, they... It's, it's all funded by the government. Mm-hmm. So it, it was at no cost to us. Even the SADS testing was at no cost to us. So that's, that's very interesting to, to know that, you know, all of this is available and grant funding is available for women. I mean, if, you know, if you're looking to get into some sort of business, uh, approach the DTI and go and look at this. What next for you? I mean, you've, you've got your products into you. Are you making more products now? Because you say that you need a, quite a variety when you go into retail. So we, we did come up with one product last year, which is the raw mango shea butter. But what we are really looking into now is having our own natural salons because we, we realize that especially our clientele, you know, they, they, they do not know how to take care of, of their hair or you know, the the care part of the hair. So we're looking at establishing our own natural salons for for natural hair. And I know the plan was to, you know, take Africa to the world previously, but Mm -hmm. we still believe that, you know, we can acquire more of the market share, especially the people that are still into chemicals. There is opportunity for us to grow that market share and also... The borders of our country, you know, right here in Swaziland, Namibia, we already have a footprint through retail. So we want to exploit that market and saturate it before we can say, you know, we we going U.S. or U.K. and so forth. Great. Well, we wish you all the luck with that. And I'm sure you will get across the continent very soon and, you know, to overseas markets as well. Rela Bahile, it was such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for your time. Rela Bahile Moeng is the director of Afriberry. And as I said, you know, those products look amazing and they're available in uh, checkers and pick and pay and now in clicks. And they're authentic, organic African products for various, uh, you know, for skin, for hair, for eczema. So... Uh, have a look and check it out. Mind, Money and Me, every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9.
Kaya FM podcast. Go to kayafm.co.za for more.